I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, checking in some birds, a reminder to balance and set up footholds, and some general talk to keep you company in these days. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 384. Do you hear the birds? And that title will become very clear in the show. It became an accidental refrain of sorts in the way some of my most favorite podcast shows have evolved, similar to Find a Penny. Some of those stick with me more strongly than any other shows I've done. And Find a Penny definitely comes to mind in these days. And as I have taken some of the walks I have taken. Anyway, today, not Find a Penny, today is Do You Hear the Birds? So I am here and yet I don't know exactly how to be here. There are all kinds of ways I could be here. And my uncertainty has led me to wait a little bit. What I really want to do right now, honestly, is just take my glasses off, lay back down on the couch, and read. It's Sunday, and what I really want to do is just read my way through this quiet this morning. I'm living on the couch these days, and I am using a little broken chair as my table now to hold my glasses, my current pens, my phone while I sleep, and then my coffee while I work. It is a strange thing. A strange thing, but it works. It is working. It is fine. Actually, no complaints. And it reminds me sometimes, how very little it takes. How very little it takes, and yet I am not disillusioned. It takes this very little, or it can take this very little, but only if the rest of the scaffolding is in place. Only if the rest of the scaffolding makes it possible to take and use so little. There is a conundrum there for sure. What I want to do right now is just read. Partly, that is because I am reading a very good book. I'm really into my book right now, which is a point at which I could sit and easily just read. Now, it sometimes feels like it takes a lot for me to get into a book anymore. Not just these days, not just in this time, but overall in the last year or so. It takes a lot to really get me, to get my attention and hold me in a way somehow that the book can grab hold of me. Tentacles sort of lock in place so that I want to keep reading and can kind of shut everything else out. Focus. It takes a lot to get me to focus on a book, to get hooked. I never know if it's just that a book has to really hit me in a certain way, if it's something about plot or something about voice or something about the writing, something about the sentence structure, 
all kinds of things it could be. Or if really it's so simple as it just has to hit me, I have to be in the right frame of mind to let myself focus on a book. I think it's probably that. So I don't know if it's the quality of the book or if it's just me, but I acknowledge that it is harder and harder to really get into a book the way I would like to. But right now, I am hooked. Now, I was going to tell someone about this book this morning. Hey, you should read this. And that is based on other things I know that this person likes and that I share in common with this person in terms of books I have read. But then I realized that it might not be the best choice. That for some people, reading books right now about a pandemic, even a fictional one, might not be the best approach, might not be interesting, or might be just not the right lane. I stopped to wonder about myself because this is the perfect book for me right now. It's the perfect book for me, which feels a little strange. I am loving this book. The book is, and I hesitated about even talking about it, but here I am. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to talk because if I was sitting with you somewhere talking across the street to you, hollering back and forth, some crazy game of mailbox, or if we had those 10 cans with a string, right. Yeah, if we were doing that, I would say, hey, I'm reading this book. And I'm loving it. The book is Dreamers by Karen Thompson Walker. And it is about a virus, be forewarned. And watching this virus unfold, it has been uncanny. Uncanny in the similarities. Not of the virus itself, but of the circumstances, of the spread, of the ways in which people react, of the precautions and the, oh, all of it. If you like a good read and won't be toppled by one that parallels reality right now, this is still science fiction. Give this one a try. I'm only about a third of the way in, so I can't say for sure, oh, this is going to be the best book ever. But so far, I'm really compelled. I'm really engaged. And maybe it will take some strange turn that I'm not expecting. But right now, I'm really enjoying it. I love the way she writes. I have been really struck several times, multiple times, many times by some of her lines, by the phrasing, by the way she has explained something or by the metaphor or illusion or by the details and descriptions. I, right now, I'm super receptive to it and am just all over it, all over it. My copy is on Access 360, which means I have it checked out from the library. It's had some issues. I don't know. I've never had issues like this before. Some issues with some page turning and definitely some issues with highlighting. It's been a struggle. I don't know why I even bother to try and keep highlighting since once I return the book, all of that is gone. But it makes me feel better to mark some of these lines. And sometimes I screenshot them. I highlight them. I've chosen a very nice green for my highlight. And I take a screenshot and I feel somehow like I've got a record of my thoughts and awareness somehow in these digital files. I read her earlier book a few years ago, Age of Miracles. And it too is about something dystopian. 
It's also good. I enjoyed it at the time. It was a recommendation to me, and I did like it. I think these are categorized as YA books. I don't know that I would say they are necessarily or need to be. Don't let that put you off in any way. It may be that they're just labeled as coming of age, but they do have young adults. This one especially, Dreamers, has college kids, so it's not a high school book, but it's definitely interesting. And of course, Station Eleven, it is my favorite book. I started talking about that several weeks ago when I started trying to tell people to go ahead and do some things in advance, and I'm not sure they listened to me, but it is my favorite book. And I was also saying, you know, go buy this and this, but you should read Station Eleven, not because it'll scare you. And I guess, see, that's where I'm a little odd because it comes to mind for me because it is a beautiful book. Yes, the opening moments are of a pandemic, but the rest of the book is a story that is both lyrical and haunting and beautiful, a story of interconnected lives. And there's so much resonance right now with my memory of reading that book. Rereading it has definitely been high on my list of possibilities in these days. I had started another one a month or so ago. I was listening to this one, and it was about a sleepwalking sickness, which is odd because Dreamers is also about a sleep sickness. And I found I couldn't focus enough, and I abandoned that other book at the time, but I was enjoying it, and now I think it's one I might go back to. I found it really interesting in the opening before I realized I kept zoning out. So that one is Wanderers by Chuck Wendig. And I think I'll pick that one up again. I had it because I was reading at the time in book form another book called maybe The Wanderers. And they had the same or very similar titles, which caused a little confusion. And so I had both of them. And I didn't finish the other one either. But it strikes me that I might also want to pull that one again, too, because I was liking it. I have a stocked lineup of books. I bet you do too. I had some Amazon credit for Kindle for eBooks that was expiring the other day. Credit that I was happy to have, but it was expiring and I couldn't figure out how to use it. It sounds so silly. Some of the things that I really want to read or most want to read, I knew that I could get at the library for free. So it didn't make sense to buy them even with credit. And so I wasted a lot of time sorting it out. I think I finally used my credits like with 10 minutes to spare or something like that on the last day. That's the whole indecision cycle. It's exhausting. It's silly. I can't seem to break it. And that was a good example of just being silly. But ultimately, <laughs> and unexpectedly, I picked up a pair of SF fantasy books. I don't quite know why. It is a genre I love. It's a genre that is very much a part of me, but it's not the genre that has been holding me this year. It's not what I have been reading. I have been wrapped up in and loving writing that takes place in the daily, that really focuses on the daily, that puts a magnifying glass on the daily, the small town, real lives, real people, simple connections of people, 
a real quotidian and oftentimes very sparse writing, very direct. I feel like I found what I want to read at this point in my life. And that's good and eye-opening. And I've got an author that I'm just going to go through her canon. I really feel like that's my best approach in this moment. And yet all of those books are available from the library. That's a lucky thing. That's a good thing. But it made it confusing for me to figure out how to use the credits. It was a silly problem. So now I don't have the books that I probably would want to keep forever, but I do have books that I'm willing to read sometime. Strange calculations and justifications that I find myself making sometimes. I am glad that the library is still open for digital checkout. I am glad. I kind of missed the fact that it was closing. I think it happened super suddenly. In truth, there are lots of books to read on the shelves. I have 25 or so checked out from the library that are also sitting on a bench that I haven't even looked at. There are so many things to read, and your house is probably like that too. Or maybe you have a favorite, and this is the comfort food for you to just read it again. Do that. I might read Station Eleven again. I can totally see reading the Harry Potter series. I don't have the whole Harry Potter series, but I can totally see doing that. I could totally see reading something again like Mists of Avalon, which used to be my go-to book. Speaking of Emily St. John Mandel, author of Station Eleven, I am eagerly looking forward to her new book, The Glass Hotel, which comes out this week. I think it comes out on March 24th. I am, ironically, on hold for the paper copy of the book. Of course, that isn't going to happen anytime soon. I hope the ebook appears at the library so I can get on the list. I just don't know. It's not there yet. If I could have used my credits for an advance order of the Kindle book, I would have. But it's not set up to do that. So I will be looking forward to that one. I hope you have something you are reading that you are sinking into that lets you sit down and just read one more chapter that beckons you that way. I'll just read one chapter. And of course, I love books with short chapters for exactly that reason. I'll just read one more chapter. Or maybe two. And on the weekends, I don't have to do something else. Really, I could sit there and read a little bit if I wasn't going to be sitting here with you. Now, if you're wondering... And maybe there's maybe two people out there who will hear this who are thinking, well, what did you buy? If you're wondering, I will put some links to those two things that I did buy in the show notes, which has become very clear to me. No one ever goes and looks at, which I find funny because there is such a debate out there about putting the actual transcript of your show versus just notes. And I still opt for notes, not my transcript, because... Well, just because. But I have gotten a really clear picture in the last six months, a really clear understanding that no one visits the show notes. So probably you listen on Spotify. No, I don't think you can listen on Spotify. You listen on Overcast or in the Apple Podcast Player or something, and then you just go on. You never click through. And so I get it. But there are always links there to things I talk about. And if you're curious... There's usually a little more information about the show, but if you're curious, this time specifically about some of these books, I will have a list of the books there. 
There are a couple other books that fall into this line, things I've read in the last year that are mm, dystopian or yeah, into the world. So I'm not saying at all that's what this is for us. I'm just saying I happen to have read some books that come to mind and I would probably gravitate towards right now. I would probably have a much easier time sinking into one of those than I would something classic or classical. So you do you. I hope you have something. I hope you are reaching out to someone too each day. I know people are struggling with their new norms, their boundaries, the ways in which things are locked down or constrained or confined. Watching some of this has been really eye-opening and puzzling to me, I have to admit. But I'll just say that I hope you reach out. I am touched by stories of people who are reaching out to seniors or families that they know are isolated for health reasons, sincerely touched. These are the strands and threads of humanity and connectedness that make such a difference in seeing right now. Hearing these stories, it just, there is a coming together. And I said that last time, and I, I see it and feel it every time I see these kinds of stories Maybe you have been impacted, or maybe you have been contacted or reached, and I hope so, or maybe you have held out your hand metaphorically in that way. So reach out, but be genuine. Be genuine. Do it, yes, because you care, or because you know it might be super helpful, or because you realize there are some people who are unable to get out themselves or may really need help. But be genuine and be careful with your criticisms. Be careful with your judgments, however veiled they may be. Your way is not the only way. My way is not the only way. People are by and large doing the best they can. The best they can with their fear, their anxiety, their feeling of being cooped up or stifled. Reach out. But be genuine. I am not one to pretend that this is not happening. I guess that's pretty clear from the fact that I'm also not in any way bothered by reading a dystopian novel right now. I'm not going to pretend this is not happening. I am direct. This show will not all be about this, I promise. And I'm not even really talking very specifically about anything related to this today. But I am direct. And so when you encounter me in groups or in social media streams or anywhere else online, I am direct. I'm not going to use different words and try and act like this is not what's happening. The current pandemic is the context of our days right now. It is the context of any series that I do right now. It is the context that outlines what we choose to do or are allowed to do, what we think about doing and what we can do, what we decide to do. It is context, but at the same time, it's just kind of there. We go on each day. We do our things as we can. We choose from the food we have. We eyeball our supplies. We go on. But it can feel really quiet. I know. There are people that I see and I see their comments. And I wish I could just pop up on their phones and say, hey, hey, look, look at me. Look at me. Just look at me. 
breathe. Listen to the birds. Do you hear the birds? Look at me. And in my head, I've got my hands on their shoulders. Like, just stop for just a minute and look at me. Now, in person, I don't think I would ever really be in that moment. But I keep having that image. There are people that I keep seeing and I want to be able to say to them, look, slow down. Do you hear the birds? Breathe. Breathe. So reach out and check in. It hasn't even been a week now, but it feels like more. There's definitely a weirdness to time right now. It feels like more than a week, but the day we drove up to clear out the dorm, on the way home, we stopped at Sonic. Now, it's a tradition of sorts. He's only been in school for, yeah, three quarters of a school year. But it's a tradition. It's a hallmark of the time that we used to spend at my mom's in the summer, because they have a Sonic. And even a hallmark of the two years that I lived in Louisiana, because they had a Sonic. We don't have a Sonic. But there is a Sonic that's on the way. (laughs) On the way to college, put it that way. I will always... Take a Route 44 Coke Zero with Diet Cherry. And that used to be, before Coke Zero, that used to be a Route 44 Diet Coke with Diet Cherry and vanilla. I will always take one of those if it's available to me. So this year, on the few back-and-forth trips to the university, we stopped at Sonic. So on this day, where we had to go up, with the shelter-in-place having just gone into effect for my city at midnight that morning... Which, yes, was at odds for the rule-following part of me. At odds with the school's urgent directions and instructions for all students to return and pack up within 72 hours. The school is not in the same city, of course. So these two things was a bit of a tug-of-war, a tension between them. We drove up. We did what we had to do. And I debated about Sonic. I said we shouldn't do it on the way in. We should instead just get up there and do our stuff. But maybe on the way home, I felt the urgency of just getting done and getting back, getting back safely, especially with the shelter in place. Those words in the first few days were very alarming. Getting back, and of course I had to get back to work. But I also knew that this day, this cleaning out, this closing down, this was a goodbye And a farewell of sorts, the sad moment that even if it wasn't being shown, it was this thing. And I felt like somehow it needed to be marked and it needed to be something positive, not just this whole anxiety-filled experience. So we also had free cheesecake slice coupons that are expiring next week. And... We have them because we very carefully think things through and do things so that we end up with these kinds of bonuses. And unfortunately, in this case, they may just go to waste. But we have them. And I thought, well, I could drive this circuitous way back home on days of bad traffic. That's the way it routes me anyway. And if we drove that way, we could just drive by, pick these four slices up, and mark the day that way. Do you hear the birds. During one of the trips to and from the car, 
I waited at the trunk for him to lap me on carrying loads down. And I called about the cheesecake. Just to see, I thought, well, they might not be open. And it was possible, but in an altered way. Possible, but in an altered way. Not in a way that made enough sense for me to be willing to drive that other way. I just wanted to take the direct road home. I just wanted to get back home, get back faster, and like I said, go back to work. So then I called Sonic, because I thought, well, that actually might really be closed. If you know Sonic, then you know it's a car hop style drive-in. You pull in, you order, someone on skates comes out with your food. These days we order with a mobile app because there's some good deals and good incentives to do that. I called to make sure they were open. Nothing is certain these days. And yes, they were open, he said, but drive through only. I said, oh, okay. And I hung up and I laughed a little bit and thought, that's always drive through And then I thought, no, it's not always drive through it's drive-in. And then I thought about the days we've been there and kind of remember that, yeah, I guess there might be a drive through lane. I think maybe there is. So maybe really he did mean drive through The drive-in part of it still seemed to make sense. So we talked about it. We debated. We said, ah, oh, it's really silly. Why bother? Yeah, but you see, I had gotten a text that morning saying that chili cheese tots were 99 cents. And Matthew and I both like chili cheese tots. And we like chili cheese tots because of my mother, who introduced us to the wonder of chili cheese tots from Sonic. So we thought, yeah, we'll go. We'll go for drinks. And maybe chili cheese tots. Do you hear the birds? So we went. And we still thought maybe they were really going to be open and that drive through comment didn't really mean what it sounded like. Maybe I'd misheard something, but no, it was drive through only. We pulled into a stall and we used the app and we placed our order, as we always do. And then we drove around through the drive through line. Once we got our order, we pulled back into a stall to eat something while it was ooey, gooey, and hot, and before getting back on the road. And as I started eating mine, I did something that I never do. I FaceTimed my mom. Yeah, I, that might be a first, other than maybe her trying it out one time long ago. She loves those chili tots. She does. And sitting there eating those with him made me think so strongly of her. So we FaceTimed, we did a quick check-in, we slowed ourselves down. We sat there that extra five or ten minutes in the car. We talked for those few minutes, we shared a picture of our food, we shared ourselves, we laughed, touched base about TV shows. We reached out. You don't need a list of a hundred people. You don't. But hopefully there are a few people that you touch base with. Think of it like a phone tree. I sometimes think we should have a phone tree, but then I think, oh no, the logistics of that are bad. There will be favorites. It's like picking teams for kickball. Nope, no way, not going to happen. But I hope you have a few, just a personal few. People that you touch base with. People living alone, maybe a parent. People who may need help, maybe a neighbor. 
or friends or family just to say, I was thinking of you today. Just wanted to make sure you're okay. There is this need to check in, and it works both ways, on both sides. Do you hear the birds? The flurry and outpouring of people in creative communities offering freebies and free access to things has been nice to see. Really nice, really heartwarming. It's also quickly become overwhelming. There is too much and so much and too many choices, just way too many things. The shift happened really fast before it became something where everyone needed to also be seen in this altruistic space. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'm seeing so many things and so many options, and I don't even have that much more time than I ever would have had before, but there's so much. I kind of think that, you know, try some new things, but also look to your communities, the communities that you already are a part of. There's a lot out there right now. So what I really want to do today is read. That was just this crystalline thought this morning. I just want to sit here and read. And partly I did that yesterday for just a bit. And I really just wanted to sit there and read. Could have easily passed my whole day. And it's almost midday, actually. The kids sleep really late. We're up really late. The morning hours go quickly on the weekends. And then tomorrow back to work. So still half of Sunday to go. And doing this show, it'll take a good chunk. It will. It will. The part of me that today was thinking, you know, I just need to keep taking this whole day to myself to just mentally get ready again for tomorrow. Because last week was draining. And yet I have this show. And I don't know what it is I can give you or say to you because I am working full-time and more, I don't have the flexibility to just suddenly stop and be able to offer loads and loads of goodies and freebies and all this extra stuff. But I can still be here with this, with my regular offering, with my voice and my stories and whatever silly observations I have. And yet, that is also a kind of work. And it's the kind of work that does take a while. So we make choices. We do. We do. Last night's soup was awesome. They all feel sort of similar to me right now. I know what we will all eat. And small variations of that make sense, especially right now. Last night's was just a little bit different. Something I haven't tried before at all. I did manage to use up several half bags of frozen vegetables, which unfortunately are the last of the vegetables in the freezer. The soup, though, it worked. It was good. Very good. Very good. Do you hear the birds? The crows have been convening over the last few days. Dozens of them. They are in the trees around us. At some points, they're all over the houses. You hear them everywhere. They're noisy, these groups of crows. What message are they passing? We've been drawing in the CMP group, a few of us. And some of us are working together to share a few inspiration photos a day, just ideas for people who want to draw. Some of them are from the Sketchy app, which is a wonderful resource. And 
Then just other things might be things on our own desks or in our houses or random things we find online. Variety, because everyone's going to latch on to something different. Just ideas for people who want to draw and who want to feel the camaraderie of drawing. And in that process, without even realizing it would happen, I fell back into drawing portraits. Now, I say that like I suddenly started wearing yellow head-to-toe each day, which would be really odd for me. So it's not that at all, really. I mean, I was still drawing portraits, and I feel like I'm always drawing portraits, at least once a week right now, but often more. In January, I pretty much was doing portraits all the time because I was working on the sketchbook project journal that had a due date. So this shift back, it wasn't like a night and day. It was a shift back into a drawing process and frame of mind and approach that has felt really good. It has felt right. It's felt comfortable. My dynamic at night is different again. And somehow this works for me and feels comfortable. The ink I was using, though, has proven to smear when I erase my undersketching in my 50 before 50 journal. And that, ooh. I just, that's a bad thing. So my pages have smears. That's the kind of thing that can really bother me. I can really get focused on that. So I'm just letting it go. I'm just letting it go. I refilled with a different ink, but I didn't actually clean my pen. And the next time I used it, everything smeared again. So I guess I need to take some time and really do a a flush on the pen completely. I hope I have enough of that other ink to last me a while. They're just pages, though. They're just pages, Amy. They're just pages. That's it. Nobody else even cares. They're just pages. I have to tell myself that over and over. The overwhelm of online is real. These are just pages. Pretty much at this point, all of my art It's just pages. It isn't going to go anywhere else. I understand that. I get it. I get it. Every time I draw over something, or write on top of something, or fill space in crazy ways, I reinforce that for myself. I say to myself again, these are just pages. And by writing all over top of everything, I can just say, okay, yeah, see, it's just a page. It's not a portrait on a page. It's not a product. I'm not building inventory. These are just pages. And they're pages with imperfections. They have some smears. They have some mistakes. Today, they've got a really, really bad smear because I set my coffee cup down on my sketchbook trying to figure out my photo and didn't even realize the water spot under it until came back a few minutes later. I had already moved the coffee cup and I looked down and there was a big streak of water. And so I did the logical thing. I grabbed a paper towel to wipe it up. And yeah, next time, blot. Amy, blot. Just touch it. Don't wipe it. Don't rub it. Blot. That's my lesson for you, too. Blot. Don't wipe. Do you hear the birds? I am happy for the couple of people who have drawn with me drawn something from the daily pics, and I'm happy and grateful for the people who have wanted to contribute to sharing inspiration on these days. I am happy that art can be that easy. Some paper and a pen. I am happy that there are eight seasons of Arrow 
and they are long seasons, which is great. We finished season two last night. It's an easy evening with TV and a drawing to do. It works, fills the time and the space. It's noisy. It's entertaining. Plenty to talk about. I hope you are finding ways to keep yourself balanced. That's what all of you keep seeing me say. If you've seen me post at Instagram, I think I've said it pretty much every time. I'm just going to keep copying it in. I will keep saying it. You have to find ways to balance. You have to breathe. You have to make little footholds that help you move through the day. And you have to move. You have to get up and move and breathe. The moving is part of the breathing, and the breathing is part of the moving. I realized one day last week that I hadn't moved in hours. Hours, like six or seven. I was working so hard, so intent on working at hyper speed. I'm definitely in this super effective and fast multitasking mode right now. It's just domino after domino that I'm clicking in place, knocking down one by one as I do what I need to do, getting as much done as I can. And I had this mountainous task that I had set up for myself. <laughs> And it turned out to be even more time intensive than I thought it would. And I sat there forever. I just didn't move. And then I realized suddenly that I was at a breaking point. I was at a breaking point and I needed to move. And I'm really glad that I understood that. I needed to move, to walk around, to break the cycle, to get out of the space and to breathe. So I got in my car and I drove to my loop, which I realize it sounds weird to do that. I know. I wanted to put a big sign in the car window that said, I'm just driving to the walking spot. I promise. Because getting in your car and driving somewhere with shelter in place, it, it felt a little weird. But it's really not that far. Yeah, it's a little complicated. I got there and I walked. Now, I'm not saying I did something Herculean. Unlike some of you, I'm not a marathon runner. I'm not even a runner. I am still very overweight at this point. I'm very middle-aged at this point. I'm very worried about health things at this point that right now, I can't do anything about for months, probably. But I walked. And there were lots of people there. That surprised me. There were lots of people there. It wasn't quite the walk I thought it would be. There were lots of people I walked, and as I neared the final corner of the first loop, I saw that the chalk artist had been there. That's the way I thought of it to myself. I thought, oh, look, the chalk artist was here. A parent chalk artist, if I had to guess, it definitely looked like a parent chalk artist. My walks have often led me to smile-worthy chalk art. In this case, though, not only was there a car, which so very much looked like a car that I might have drawn with my own kids, but there was a giant spiral in chalk. A big spiral that felt somehow so perfect. I walked. And the next day, I stopped at some point. I drove out, and I walked again. And the next. And the next. My house doesn't join me. They say, are you going for a walk? And I say, yeah. You want to come? And they say, no. Now, two of them should. They really should. They don't. And one can't and shouldn't. So I walk and I walk alone. I know I have to force myself out for the bit of clearing of the head 
the sunlight. I like it when it's foggy, but it's been pretty sunny. The sunlight, the air, the wind, the breeze, the weird sensation of seeing other people and weaving around them while also somehow steering clear. The walker that I mentioned recently, who walks alone on most days, was there the first day I went. It's chance, of course, if I end up there at the same time as one of these people that I think of as regulars. Maybe they have set times they go. I think that's probably the case. I tend to be haphazard, but sometimes I end up there. And as she came towards me, we said hi. In the past, we've just smiled. Or maybe mouthed hi. This time we said hi. But I wanted to say more. I wanted to say, are you okay? Do you need anything? I know I've seen her with what I think is family on the weekends. That may not be the case. I think now is not the time for assumptions. I think next time I should say, I'm Amy. Are you okay? Do you hear the birds? I am the art. The art is me. I hope you get out. I hope you draw or make art. I hope that during daylight hours, if and when you are not working, you line up a project that you can work on in the evening hours. Plan ahead. Take the few minutes. Get it out. Have it ready. Plan ahead. I've got knitting out and hand stitching and applique projects and drawing. Most nights, I'm too tired for much. I'm not going to suddenly be all productive and finish all the things. But I'm going to do something. And I know once it gets to nighttime, I'm going to be too tired to hunt for things, to get things out, to find things. I'm just going to want to sit in one place and do whatever it is, if anything. So I've got a better shot if things are already there, accessible, ideas ready and waiting. And I encourage you to think about it that way, too. Do you hear the birds? I will say that the day we FaceTimed my mom from the parking lot at Sonic, I had this moment of, hey, this isn't so bad. I could turn a video camera on and talk to all of you, but I know that I was seeing myself from really far away and on a small screen, and you all would be blowing me up like on a TV-sized display, so yeah, yeah, nah. I know a lot of people are connecting by video. I noticed, I'm not part of this group, but I noticed that a mom's group here, all the kids are in high school or older now, but they all met by Zoom recently and they had showed a screenshot or a photo of their screen with all their little faces on it. And I know other groups are definitely meeting by Zoom and doing things as much as possible virtually and with video. And I think that's great. It's funny, a video had been on my list. One of the things that I had kept putting off, just a short one. I had a specific goal, and I think probably now there's really no point in the whole thing. It had been one of the things I was considering cutting anyway, but now my list is very much up in the air. I'm realizing that with 12 weeks to go, a lot of what's left won't happen. I'm not letting myself linger on that yet, not thinking it through, I'm not even going to look at the list right now, I just can't. I need to focus on what's next. Dinner tonight, work tomorrow, a walk, checking Amazon for the 1,000th time to see if there are any dates yet to schedule delivery, and on and on it goes. But I'm sure I'll draw tonight, and I hope I'll sew tonight. And I still hope to start a new knitting project soon, and I hope to read. 
and I hope to reach out and connect with some of you. And I hope you do the same with other people. On that drive back, or actually on the drive to the university, I wanted to mention we listened to a podcast episode of Reply All, and this was recommended to me by Kristen, and it's called, I think, The Case of the Missing Hit. I think that's the title. And we really enjoyed it. I had started listening to it by myself one day while I was working after it was recommended to me. And I thought about it on this drive up and thought, we should do that. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. I think you will enjoy listening to it too. You really have to stick with it though. If you sort of listen to a bit and go, oh yeah, I get it. I think you kind of miss it. I think you got to listen to the whole thing to really get the intensity and level of this. It's about a song that has gone missing. And so I will link that in the show notes too. And then there was one other thing. As I was recording this, I thought, oh, I need to add one other thing. But now, oh, I don't remember which part it was related to. Hmm. Well, I don't remember. I do hope to possibly get another show out this week. So if I remember, I will add it there. So that's it. Maybe it feels a little convoluted here at the end. I don't know. Sort of trailing off into nothingness. But as always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. I really would love to have you follow me there. If nothing else, I'd like to somehow connect with some other people there too. So I hope you'll check me out there. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to reach out and go for a walk. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>